1: hey tunes and tumblers fam before we get to the show today we actually have something we've never done before we have a uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote um it it was a it was a hard uh thought war but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now because why
0: was that ryan Why, why do we need to do ads The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas.
1: So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his his beloved cockatoo (laughs) is (laughs) by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, what is great about Anchor?
2: Oh, my God, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it.
1: Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself.
3: Right
1: now. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I used to write a column for Atwood Magazine every other week of the same name, but then the quarantine happened, and I quickly remembered that, yes, drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I invited a couple of friends to sit down with me remotely to make drinks and stave off the oppressive loneliness, and they are...
0: Ryan, your music connoisseur,
1: and Pedro, your mixologist. And today marks a special occasion for us. After 2 months of hunkering down and social distancing, we decided we couldn't keep ourselves from you lovelies anymore. Doing tunes and tumblers as it was is still pretty impossible, but we decided to get creative. For the next insert amount of time here, we bring you Quarantunes and Tumblers, our remote podcast pairing drinks with music documentaries, concert films, biopics, basically any movie having to do with music available on streaming to keep you busy during these strange times each episode is essentially an audio commentary you can line up with a movie so it feels like we're all hanging out together just pull up the film, wait for the countdown and press play to join us on these wacky new adventures, oh and don't forget to mix yourself a drink for the trip well guys, how do you feel about this new format, excited to get this underway? yeah I'm looking forward to trying
0: this Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you've all been listening to a lot of music in quarantine. Tell me, what have you been listening to recently?
0: I've been trying to catch up on a lot of stuff. I've uh, been going through old Amoeba music guidebooks um, since they sadly um, won't be able to have a big send-off at their old location. For those who don't know, Amoeba is a long-standing record store and with locations in Hollywood and two in the Bay Area. And due to the pandemic, they had to shut their doors early. Um, so I've been going through some of their old like guides to music from each season and trying to see what's on that. So um, I've been listening to Plantasia. Are you guys familiar with that one? No. <laughs> it's a uh, music made by someone where each... It's music you were supposed to play for your plant. Uh, made oh by this my gunner, god Mort Garson is who made it Mother Earth's Plantasia is what it's called And it's like all kind of weird Moog electronic pieces um, Kind of improvisational And um, Each one is like Ode to the uh, African Violet And Symphony for the Spider Plant <laughs> So it seemed fitting This time around you know How
1: um, obscure man have you it been playing it... it for your plants? Has it been effective?
0: Uh, my plant's been going the way of the dodo. The snake plant's not looking good, actually, which is supposed to be the hardest one to kill, but somehow I managed to succeed in uh, <laughs> in fucking it Ryan up. Ryan finds a way. I found a way, yeah. Um, but this thing is, like, used to be more obscure, but it's kind of found a um, a way... It's become a little bit more well-known. Sacred Bones put it out, like reissued it last year. Mm. And, um, but it's a cool one. So there you have it.
1: That's dope. I'll add that to the Spotify queue. <laughs> Pedro, what you got coming up? <laughs>
2: um, I mean, been listening to all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's just so much time. Um, one that sort of sticks out in my mind, though, is uh, Ryan actually introduced me to them, uh, Cassowary. Um, they're on, I think, Fat Possum Records, right, Ryan? That's right. Yeah, they're on Fat Possum. Um, we, Ryan was watching, like, uh, he was streaming, like, a, a concert that people were doing, and, and they were playing. Um, they were really good, just, like, really groovy, like, just jazzy stuff, um, very mellow, great to quarantine and study to, you know? Um, so that I've been really enjoying a lot, as well as, you know, just a bunch of random, random stuff that I usually listen to, and then, um... Me and a couple of friends have been doing a a weekly power hour, which has been really fun. Um, And we do it to um, one minute clips of music videos strung together for 60 minutes. uh, Oh my God. That I just, I just edited all together. And so I've been doing those and we've been like coming up with ideas for other ones to do. So like last week was a like house electro mix. And then I think next week we're going to try a 90s one. Um, so that's been really fun, and that's been, Where's like, a good time. Where's my invitation? To just... <laughs> you gotta be able to hang. Can you hang, Anthony? Maybe. 60, 60 minutes of beer? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I will practice. <laughs> you try. You try. Even, we end up pretty, pretty, uh, toasty by the end of it. But, um, yeah, no, that's, so that's been a lot of fun, just, like, going back and finding old songs that I've, like, forgotten about, kind of, um, and and putting them together. So so that's been a good time.
1: Well, cool. So what have I been listening to? Um well this one has actually been on our desk for a while. Um, this was a submission that we got before the quarantine, and we had to kind of shelve it because uh, you know, the obvious we had to rethink everything. But um we got a submission from Matthew Scott Ragland, who is uh formerly of the band Nilo, and it's his double single Here and Now slash now is here. And I <laughs> gave that a few listens. And you know, I, it's perfect music for the quarantine. It's got mm-hmm. like this hypnotic piano hook that blossoms into punctuated drum machines. It kind of sounds like raindrops, just kind of like ambient music that swells up. It's got this driving beat, really reminiscent of like early 90s trip hop, kind of like the more down tempo kind, not like the 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 crazy prodigy kind. Um but here and now is the main single and the B side now is here is kind of like the other side of a palindrome. It just keeps going with the same beat and kind of just blossoms into different permutations of the main theme. I just found myself just like laying back and having a psychedelic trip without the, uh, the pill bottles. It was, it was really nice. Um, so yeah, like if you, uh, if you've got your Spotify up, go listen to Matthew Scott Raglan. And Yeah, you've you've got nothing else to do right now. Go do it. Yeah, go do it. Go listen.
0: Yeah. Pull up Deezer. <laughs> you know pull
1: up- <laughs> <laughs> that is our uh, contractual contractually obligated plug of Deezer, one per episode. <laughs> and if you guys out there have a track album or artist you think we'd enjoy, please send them our way. Hit us up in our DMs or Tunes and Tumblrspod at gmail.com. If we dig the vibe, we just may feature them in this segment. We got nothing else to do, like Pedro said. We're just listening yeah. to music all the time and doing and beer copy, power hours.
0: Make sure to copy <laughs> Drew in da House sixty nine sixty nine at live.com
2: As well as Gerald Highwater, please. But he is um highwaterg at earthlink.net. Oh god. <laughs> uh,
1: I feel bad for whoever has that <laughs> that email address Some,
2: someone's uncle.
1: <laughs> yeah speaking of gerald highwater how has he been doing i mean didn't we shut the bar like two months ago
2: i mean i left him in there with a loaf of bread and like a gallon of water so he should be fine <laughs> he's
1: probably Damn. doing better than ryan's snake plant
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he's probably somehow getting more sunshine no just kidding <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the bar is closed. We can't go in there. We can't make our drinks the way we used to. We can't listen to music the way we used to. Instead, we're going to sit down remotely and have a Netflix watch party. And yeah, I mean, that's what I do anyway. Might as well do it with you guys. Uh, (laughs) For this, our hopefully, fingers crossed, first adventure, Ryan, what are we watching today?
0: We are watching the, I'd say it's a classic now. Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the 2010 film from Edgar Wright. Um, I'd say it's probably like a comedy rock musical is how I'd describe it. Starring uh, Michael Cera, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin. Um, one of the greats, one of the greats.
1: And more than God, one love, Marvel I hero. I
0: this movie.
1: Oh yeah. We got Captain America and Captain Marvel all in one movie. That's
2: right.
0: Oh, yeah. Brie Larson is in it. Chris Evans, yeah.
1: Really, whoever the casting director was for this movie was incredible. And the music is great, too.
2: They were marvelous, you might say.
1: Boo. I'm going to end this (laughs) Skype call. (laughs) (laughs) And Pedro's left the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Pedro, usually you're the one who makes the drinks for us, but because we're on our own right now... And we've all got our own little thing that we're pairing with this today um, mm-hmm. so what have you got first of all, Pedro? What have you made yourself for this uh cinematic journey of ours? So quarantine's
2: been fun because <laughs> when I wanna drink something, I just kind of have to use whatever's around um so for this one, it's actually kind of fitting um i I've been uh making some some like iced tea for myself, but um. It's a, it's a hibiscus iced tea, and I've been throwing in some, like, pea flour and a little bit of lavender in there just like just to, you know, up it up a little bit. And so I've used that with some tequila I had left over from Cinco de Mayo and um, a little bit of triple sec and some soda water just to give it some bubble. And so that's what I'm drinking, and what's kind of fitting about it is that it sort of resembles the, uh, like, that violet color that um, Ramona changes her hair to at one point um so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and just call it a ramona
1: Ooh, i want one of those it's pretty good i gotta say ryan what about you what have you got to pair with this
0: well i was um at a very inspiring protest down in huntington beach this week uh this weekend so uh oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just kidding folks (laughs) I found a dead I found a dead seagull on the beach, so I decided to make myself some seagull wine, which uh, <laughs> is made by putting the uh, the dead bird in a bottle of water, letting it ferment in the sun. Oh, in yes, the sun! <laughs> and there you have it. And uh, so, always not lost, always not lost. Um, and one sip has got me feeling pretty ripe. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> feeling 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 silly though. I'm having uh, like a mo- I'm having a matcha cocktail actually. Nice. Not nearly as cool.
1: <laughs> we at Toons Times and Tumblers tough, do folks. not recommend that you make your own seagull wine. Um, there are very no. strict FDA rules to making seagull wine, as we all know. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't...
2: yeah, you have to you have to order it from another country if you really want the good stuff.
0: <laughs> don't protest and don't drink seagull wine. That's yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes, stay home and drink regular stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I don't have anything nearly as cool as either of those things. At least I don't think. Um, But I was thinking about what I would like at a grungy garage rock show. And Mm. it's mostly just beer. Um, You know, you get a bottle of, yeah, you you get your Pabst Blue Ribbon and you just stand and kind of sway side to side with everyone else in the sticky basement floor, but I wanted to kind of spruce it up a little bit and do a bit of a, a beer tale. And this one is called a raspberry snake bite. So it's a play on Ooh. the, it's a play on the regular snake bite, which I think that we've mm. done in an episode or something similar. Um, you're going to start with a porter. I used a Breckenridge brewery, vanilla porter to kind of give it like this, this smooth finish. And it's going to mix well with the raspberry then you're going to mix that with some hard apple cider and raspberry juice and garnish it with some lemon if you've got it. And, uh, you know, nice way to uh, to drink your beer, a little bit of a bougie way to drink your beer. And that's what I'm sipping on while we watch Scott Pilgrim. Dude, that sounds really good. Mm. It's,
2: been a, it's been a while since I've had a snake bite. Damn, that sounds tasty.
1: Yeah, all I have. Time for anymore is googling how to make different cocktails and coming up with things. I mean, um, I mean, you know, Pedro, you've been helping me out with my other uh, offshoot project where I make cocktails. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Those, the last one looks really good.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Check out the Barflies Guide on Instagram for all our recipes. Anyway, we're about ready to start the movie. Um, the rest of the show is going to be essentially a riff track in that we're going to count down, we're going to press play, and then we're going to be talking in the background while we all watch the movie together. So just wait for that countdown, pull up your Netflix, and we're all going to press play at the same time. We all set, guys? All set. Yes, and before we jump in, now's a good time to remind you that Toons and Tumblr survives on your love, so please like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a little rating and review, it really helps us out a lot, also, please follow the show and Atwood Magazine on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Deezer, Friendfinder, YellowPages.gov, wherever you get those sweet endorphin fixes. And now, without further ado, let's start this up. Three, two, one,
4: play. All right. Okay. I fucking love this intro. I
1: was watching wisecrack before we started this and they were talking about how from the very first frame you've got the universal doing chip tune eight bit and it creates a shorthand for the entire aesthetic of the film like you're ready for it
2: yeah like it's 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 just a really smart way to do it to set it all up
4: (laughs) oh red flag immediately (laughs) is he not in high school no they're like. In their 20s. Oh
2: man. This movie took all of like 30 seconds to become slightly problematic.
4: <laughs> Still 22. That's a five year difference.
2: Right? I'm not so concerned with the age difference. Just the fact that <laughs> she's in high school and it's an underage thing. <laughs> and somehow they make it like, I mean, actually everyone in the movie makes a big deal out of it. Except for Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) And we all know that
4: guy. We all know this person. (laughs) Great delivery. (laughs) I love all the tiny little, like, video game sound effects. (laughs) the talent (laughs) this movie came out when I was 20
1: and I remember looking at this thinking like oh my god all these guys are way older than me and they're like way more put together and now I'm 30 (laughs) what has happened
2: (laughs) oh god well also I mean they're in Canada so
4: it's, it's just different Also, it would be really nice if, like, whenever you met someone, like, your
2: info just came up like that. Just get the (laughs) simple questions out of the way. Don't let
4: Jeff Bezos hear you. (laughs) I don't think that guy has ever aged. Who is he?
2: I, I can't remember his name right right off the top of my head, but I feel like I've seen him
4: in stuff since like the late nineties, and he's never looked any older. I'm gonna look him up. So fun fact, the music of
1: Sex Bob-omb was uh inspired by Beck, and Beck actually wrote a lot of the songs for them, recorded them, and then they uh re-recorded the vocal tracks over it. The guy who plays the talent, Steven, <laughs> had never played a guitar or sung before, he did this movie.
2: I love it. Yeah. They were uh, the music the music in this is so good.
1: It is so good. And they got people who knew what they were doing to do it. And Beck was actually Mm -hmm. concerned that his contributions to the film would sound too polished and professional Mm. for an underground garage rock band.
2: (laughs) I think someone just had to sit him down and be like, it's going to be fine. It's going (laughs) to be fine.
0: That sounds like a fake concern. Yeah,
3: right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think
2: think I'm just. Yeah, exactly. I'm just too professional for this movie, I think.
0: Wait, wait, wait. That just said music composed by Nigel Godrich. The producer that of Radiohead. Real name? No, that's the guy who produced Radiohead. He's a huge producer. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Funny.
2: By the way, Young Neil's The guy who plays Young Neil's named Johnny Simmons. And I'm looking at his IMDb, and he still looks the same age.
1: Oh, my God. How old is he?
2: He is two years older than I am.
0: So you have the oh Manny uh condition? Or the Paul <laughs> Rudd condition?
1: Oh, yeah, he's he's just blessed is what it is. Everyone says that Paul Rudd doesn't age, but he looks way older than he did in the 90s.
4: I think what it is is Paul Rudd, he may have aged a little bit, but he still looks really good. <laughs> God, the editing in this film is perfect. <laughs> yeah. It moves so... It moves like the pace is so great. When I think about films
1: where you don't feel the runtime, whether it's short or long, because every frame is perfect and does exactly what it needs to, this and the Emperor's New Groove are like my top two. <laughs> That's that
2: is that is a great observation, actually. Yeah, the Emperor's New Groove is another classic. I love him. Isn't he like a McCulkin?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a
2: Colkin. He's um I think Rory Colkin.
1: Ro- what did I say? Oh my god. Am I drunk already? A, Mac- M- a McCulkin? McCully Colkin. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's not part of like the Irish mob. He's just a <laughs> Culkin. he's just a Colkin. Whoops. <laughs> oh my god, she's in this movie. Damn dude. Powerhouse cast. Why does he keep saying that? (laughs) Damn. The conversations you have with your older sister.
1: I think she's the younger sister. Oh, God, is she? She's 18.
2: The little thing popped up. Oh, man. Well, I mean, he's dating a high schooler, so...
4: I feel like someone has to be the adult here, and it's her. The thing is, I feel like Michael
1: Sarah is actually like this in real life. <laughs> um, yeah, probably, yeah, it's uh
2: seems like a very natural state for him to be in in this film.
1: I feel like this was the part of like four or five ish years where Michael Sarah was everywhere.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. I'd play fuck man. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) This film is making it hard to root for the print.
1: This film is making it hard to root for the protagonist already.
4: Yeah, a little bit.
2: I, I, I mean, oh man,
1: yeah. (laughs) I don't
2: know if I ever realized how hard it is to root for the protagonist in this movie. I always just enjoyed the movie so much.
4: Like, as a whole. He's got to start somewhere. His hero's journey begins here. Is that Aubrey Plaza? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Classic Aubrey. Guys, remember music stores? Mm. Nope. Let's see, what was the... I'm trying to remember the last music store I went to. It was probably Amoeba. And, like, before that, it was probably, like, FYE. Wow, that cut right there. Jeez. (laughs)
1: FYE. The last time I was in an FYE was I had time at a swim meet between prelims and finals, and I got in my car and drove to the mall and bought some forty one's two thousand seven album and brought it back to the swim meet to listen to to get myself pumped up. <laughs>
3: nice always involves swim I mean, the swim meet.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, Anthony, so much of your life happened at the swim meets. Yeah, they were entire day affairs.
0: <laughs> what was the Two thousand seven, bu- some forty one. Was that "All Killer No Filler"? Which one was that? I th-
2: that I think, was. I
1: think it. I think it was the like self titled one, wasn't it? That was Underclass Hero. I loved that album, and that was like their post radio days. That one had the, Bl- huh. the two thousand seven Blink Blink album. Oh, not Blink. Some forty one. Oh, what was the one you bought? That was it.
2: Oh oh, I thought you said blink too I'm so sorry. I did did I? I thought no, I said some 41.
4: I, he didn't. I oh, Okay, my bad. Ooh. <laughs> the sass. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I've never been at the point in my life where I need to share a bed
1: with my platonic roommate.
3: <laughs> I'm
2: thinking... I've definitely shared a bed with a platonic, like, friend. But not but because I you I've, had to. I, yeah, I don't think it's ever been, like, a living situation.
0: We just talked to somebody uh, recently who moved here and had in a place with four mattresses next to each other.
4: Oh God.
0: Do you remember that Pedro? they're all just like oh, five of them yeah. slept on these mattresses.
2: That's right. <laughs> I do remember the story.
5: I mean <laughs> the closest all these the
2: cuts. closest I came was the closest I came was when I first moved to LA I did share a room with somebody.
4: Um but even then it was a big room and our beds were nowhere near each other. Ooh, retard. Yikes. Yeah, movie showing its age a little. Just a bit. Nice new order shirt. Yeah.
0: Got those wristbands. Remember those? God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's a
1: new girl right I keep falling off of new girl in about like the third season so I don't know I think he dates, like, um,
2: uh, Hannah Simone. I think he dates her character.
0: Wow.
4: Punching above his weight. Mm -mm -mm. He's in Veep, too, I think. (laughs) I
1: thought I saw Nicholas Holt in the crowd. Wouldn't be surprised.
2: (laughs) This party is making me feel so claustrophobic.
1: Because we're all used to social distancing now. Yeah, I don't think I could ever go back, guys. Sorry. (laughs) No more parties? This is it.
4: You're only going to hear me through a microphone from now on. God. I feel like I've had that exact conversation many times. <laughs> and I think we've all had this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Lady dudes. (laughs) Oh, God. Damn it. She's so annoying. I'd be so intimidated to even say hi to
2: Aubrey Plaza. Like, I would really want to, but I would go into it knowing that there's a 50-50 chance I will walk away crying.
0: Just have no desire
4: to. (laughs) Well, we have the full spectrum of Aubrey Plaza reactions here.
1: (laughs) This is how it goes I feel like either she and I would be really good friends Or she'd hate me There's no in between Yeah, yeah,
2: that's
4: definitely what it seems like (laughs) Is his name... Steve Oh my god, that's me
0: (laughs) Guess who's drunk
2: That's me coming home
4: (laughs) (laughs) Or lately just coming out of my room (laughs) That's a sentence that many people need to hear. My God, <laughs> uh, well, this is so messy. I love it. <laughs> like, record a podcast. Oh. oh, my God, look at that computer. <laughs> Can that
2: thing even power
1: and everything? Can that thing even run windows x p maybe actually, maybe <laughs> he's got a o l open What year is it?
4: two thousand I guess they just do things differently. I relate to her more than I'm comfortable relating to her.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've definitely been in her position. Not in high school, but emotionally, I think.
4: Getting
1: emotionally cheated on by your significant other? Yeah. I mean, not emotionally
2: cheated on, I think just being emotionally invested when the other person isn't. Do you
0: notice the uh, couch at the thrift shop said, do not sit? That <laughs> did it really funny funny detail
2: <laughs> I do like the details that this movie has in it like
0: so much in every frame this,
2: yeah and like this whole movie I mean this whole game that they're playing is
4: basically the whole movie yeah remember that it'll be important later <laughs> this is something we can use later <laughs> How much time do you think it took to like distress that guitar? I feel like, what's the name of that movie um, that I love so much?
1: Nick and Nora. American Pie. No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's another Michael Sarah, and it's essentially this movie, but, like, way less cool.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, that's right. He, what, he gets cheated on in that movie, and then he finds Cat Dennings through their, like, love of music. Yeah. And, what was it? Uh, Fluffy?
1: Yeah, find Fluffy.
2: Find Fluffy. Or Where's Fluffy, or whatever. Whatever they're called.
1: And it also had a killer soundtrack.
2: It did. It really did. That's sort of his thing. He's like the. um, He's the music movie guy.
4: (laughs) That's when he shines. Yeah, he's like an indie. He's like Indie King. Also, this is the Fairy Fountain song from Zelda. Is that what that was? Yep. I think Zelda's probably used the most. <laughs> Mm-mm. my opening line on hinge (laughs) there are reasons for you to hang out with me yep I mean, it works, apparently. So, yeah. The more I look at her with this hair color, the more my drink definitely matches it. I did a good job. Pat's (laughs) self on back. (laughs) there's <laughs> actually a pretty good like first date i gotta say
2: it's different it's got whimsy there's fucking snow it's so romantic
4: talking about your exes <laughs> i mean it happens sometimes <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, This is one of my favorite covers ever Mm-mm. I am Ramona. <laughs> I have a whole tea cabinet in my house and Do you
1: really? I do, and there isn't even enough room for all the tea that there is in there. So it's like How much sp- of it do you, How much of it do you actually use? Um, not a whole lot of it because some of the teas I get gifted are garbage. <laughs> Don't tell that to anybody who gifts me tea. Hopefully nobody get that gifted you tea listens to this.
0: You, you get gifted tea?
1: Yeah, because everyone knows that I like tea. Uh, um Kaylin did get me, my girlfriend did get me some really good uh tea from the Louvre in Paris. But what, what kind? Like what is it? It's like some sort of floral black tea for quote okay. unquote lovers, but some I just mm. drink that shit alone. For Louvers. For loot. Louv- <laughs> Boo!
0: <laughs> yeah, we're talking <laughs> that's over. Too, a really that's too magical great ones.
4: scene. Oh, this is true. Smooth. Got you there. See if she can be that into Michael Sarah, there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> was it Scott <laughs> <laughs> Literally I every remember. band invite I get
2: <laughs> I remember the first time I saw this movie, like and the whole band thing starts, like the whole battle of the band thing starts. It was just the biggest like left turn for me. No idea that it was going to go here. I knew nothing about the comics. And it was the, like, it was just blowing my mind
4: in the best way, and I loved every second of it. But I had no idea what the hell was going on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a Yikes. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good move. I love crashing the boys. Does anyone know what his shirt is referring to? Which one?
2: His plum tree shirt?
4: Oh, Plum Tree's a band. Okay, I didn't know that. I was leg- I was wondering. They're on the soundtrack to this. Ooh. <laughs> I actually really like the song. <laughs> She's so shady. (laughs) (laughs) Just break up with your fake high school girlfriend. Yeah.
2: Uh, Someone could have the mental capacity for two relationships at once is beyond me.
4: I could not fathom... Well, I mean, if there's duplicity involved, that's another thing. It just seems like so much work. (sighs) The backbone of this band. amazing he gets that sound from an acoustic guitar <laughs> <laughs> the first of many fantastical events we're about to see
1: <laughs> are you guys fans of royal blood sure Um. yeah there's a couple of songs of theirs I like What they're able, the sounds that they're able to get out of a bass are pretty amazing. I was just thinking about that because of what
2: songs would you suggest to serve um, as an example?
1: Lights out. Of course, there's figure it out, and my favorite is
4: uh, "I Only Lie When I Love You." Oh my! Go check those out. Check them out, listeners. But yeah, just bass and drums, nothing else. Icon. <laughs> So you had no idea this was going to happen? Absolutely no clue. None. And then it did, and I was so happy that it happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's that one guy! So I was watching Wisecrack before this, like I said, and they were talking about
1: how this film breaks down the typical hero's journey as knowledge acquisition from video games. And basically, knowledge acquisition is the learning curve by which you learn a game. Mm -hmm. You learn it by playing it, and each level teaches you something new that you need to get to your next goal. So this first fight that he goes through is him learning to use his strength to defeat somebody. And then we're going to see him learn other skills in the next
4: ones until he starts growing as a person. Interesting. (laughs) That's literally me, like
2: with the family text thread that we have going right now during quarantine. (laughs) Like, I'll get a direct text from somebody like, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, I skimmed it. I can't read everything everyone sends me. Oh my god. Well, like, they all start so early. I wake up so late now. And so by the time I'm up, there's like
4: 30-something texts to catch up on, and I'm just not going to do that. So, forget it. Pirates are in this year. Was this around the time Johnny Depp made a, like a big,
1: a big thing out of Pirates? Two thousand three was the first Pirates movie. But when was the second? I don't know. Like two
4: thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand six. I want to say. And hmm. I'm not sure Pirates have ever been in. I didn't realize that was all in verse before. Even up to there it is, yeah. Yep. Like this I'm little Bollywood, Bollywood break this Bollywood breakdown. <laughs> 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 hot topic poster children
1: man hot topic doesn't look anything like this anymore it's no. all like
4: marvel funko pops yeah it used to could <laughs> <laughs> Murder. It's literally murder. (laughs) (laughs) For money. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta respect the game. I have a friend who's like, that's the
2: gift he was given is inciting an insane
4: amount of curiosity out of straight men
5: <laughs> wow
4: god it's really just jealousy that that i feel for that <laughs> Always looking for the silver lining. (laughs) It's very healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, you're a big Seinfeld fan. That's great. Oh my god, that poster. It reminds me of college.
0: Oh, American This whole apartment
2: reminds me of college. But that poster in the back of the two girls making out. Yeah, well. Like how many uh, how many bros did you know had that in their room?
0: Too many. And the pulp fiction poster. Oh my Coined god, yeah. Saints. And then Scarface. If, if you were also a, a bro and a photographer, Uh, You had the the pink, the girls with the pink Floyd back tattoos. Oh,
1: my God. God. The back catalog. (laughs) Ugh, I
4: almost puked.
1: (laughs) I knew several guys who had that
4: poster. Yeah. Jeez. Liberace's ghost, I love that. they make all the movies in Toronto <laughs> in Vancouver and Georgia yeah. oh my god oh, remember Spike. Spike TV oh my god also this is great exposition for this character H-hmm you're yeah, like Chris
2: Evans and so many of those Marvel people have no business being as talented as they are they're so good at everything they do
1: now kids, phones used to be in booths. <laughs> oh shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we're reaching the generation of kids who don't know what the like phone symbol on their phone symbolizes <laughs> where it came from, yeah. the
2: origins.
4: They don't know what hang up the phone used to refer to. <laughs> Like, have you seen that meme where a couple kids found a cassette tape in a river,
2: and they asked their dad if it was from the Civil War?
1: Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel terrible?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but then again, when I was in third grade and watching, like, old black and white movies about Christopher Columbus, I thought they were made, like, on the actual Santa Maria. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I'm like, oh, they just filmed this.
2: So moral of this story is kids are never smart.
3: Yep.
4: (laughs) Finally breaking up with his fake high school girlfriend. Yeah. Oof. Like, that's exactly what it feels like. (laughs) That everything just turns dark.
2: Yeah, you don't really like nothing. Nothing's really ha- else is really happening around you. Ugh,
4: awful. And then T Rex starts playing, mm-hmm. and then like he's fine because he's got Ramona. Also, that's a dope ass bass line. <laughs> new new. Shout shout out to um the boys who wrote our theme song. Yeah. Here they are. <laughs> How is Neil related to everyone? I
2: think they're all just friends, and it's also Neil's house that they practice in.
1: Ah, uh,
4: I want that apron. <laughs> What a second and a half. Not sure. That he, that, like, that's their whole dinner. You know what? It's a good dinner. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not even mad at it.
2: If someone made me garlic bread for dinner, I'd be stoked.
1: And a
4: bottle of wine? Oh, God, no. I'll just take something stronger. I think so that- Beck does the version of this song on the uh, soundtrack. Yeah, it comes up later in the movie, too. I love this song. So friggin' simple, but so good. (laughs) Everyone's cutting their own hair now Mm. Well, my girlfriend lives with a hairstylist And I
1: actually got a professional haircut yesterday So that was nice Oh, nice, very lucky Mm -hmm. That's dope He's even got his own, like, haircutting station
4: and, And a swivel chair That's pretty fucking cool, actually I still have not, I still haven't done it, but I've thought about it. Just at least like shaving the sides off my hair. I'd pay to see that. Maybe I'll go live if I do it. Do it. I'll start in OnlyFans and I'll post it there. And then everyone can pay $6 a month to just rewatch it. Hell yeah. They just let them onto the set. I know. <laughs> I wonder if Universal was like, "Nope, nope, we have to hear like the official <laughs>
3: the official
2: song." And they were like, "Ah, we'll work it in, don't worry about it."
1: <laughs> also,
4: what is up with his eyebrows in this movie? You don't question those eyebrows. That is Chris Evans, sir. <laughs> I relate to Wallace more than I'm willing to admit Oh yeah. Are you kidding? He's there to like support you, but from far away with a coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Okay, so what's he learning in this one, Anthony? Well, he's going to learn quickly that he can't
1: use his physical strength to defeat him the way that he did with the last one
4: mm. and get his ass kicked. So, he's going to have to outsmart him. Got it. Best days on set is when there's uh, a coffee truck. <laughs> Hey, there's the sound cart. That's my job. Do you miss it, Anthony? I do. I have sixty thousand dollars worth of gear just collecting dust in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of sounds like uh, Ben Stiller in Dodgeball.
2: Oh yeah, blade. That's a That's, a good, that's a good observation. Blazer. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood.
1: Oh yeah, that's me. Uh, taking the bull by the horns. <laughs> <laughs>
4: If there's a music angle on that one, I vote we do that next. Dodgeball? <laughs> was this before or after Captain America this is definitely before I think had to be before right hey we just got a text from the boss wait what go, go ahead go ahead Ryan
0: wasn't he in a fantastic four before this
1: Oh, yeah, he was, uh...
0: The Flash? Or the... Oh, yeah! not the Flash, uh, the... Johnny...
2: Johnny, Johnny Storm.
1: Yeah. Human Torch. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say that, uh, we got a text from the boss, uh, Mitch. He says... Oh, nice. He says hi and good luck recording tonight.
2: Oh, man.
4: Tell him I said thank you and hello. <laughs> Also, yeah, Scott Pilgrim came out in 2010. Captain America Captain America came out the next year. Wow. <laughs> That's what I thought. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) she's so fucking funny I miss flip phones There's was a great
2: like way to end a conversation
1: <laughs> just having that physical click
4: yeah that what bam over the last way to Period. last way to like dramatically end a call <laughs> yeah i mean there is that scene in uh gossip girl where that girl throws her phone away when she gets a text she doesn't like. That's excessive. That's what rich people do. Yeah. (laughs) Her? This is funny because they dated in uh, Arrested Development. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Why doesn't he have a phone? (laughs) You see how
1: he lives? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, God. What does he do for work? I don't think he works. I think he dates
2: for work, but he's not getting paid for it, obviously.
0: He's freelance.
2: He's
4: freelance. Freelance (laughs) fuckboy. See? There you go. Confirmed. (laughs) The world is So another fun fact, she was deliberately modeled after Emily Haynes of Metric. Oh, is she really? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that part of this movie. Is there like a reason why they, they chose metric
1: to sort of go with on this? Like, I don't think I, do we know I didn't read that far into it, but mm. metric were involved with the soundtrack, too. So they were they didn't have any audio references for creating this, just what was in the comic. And so they kind of mm-hmm. like created the whole audio aesthetic surrounding um, like what they came up with.
4: Gotcha.
2: Like, okay, so, like, is is Envy in the comic modeled after her, too, or just in the film?
4: I'll have to look that up. <laughs> oh, okay. Just wondering. That's a big-ass bed, by the way. So in the comic her hairstyle was largely inspired by the character
1: Asuka Langley from the Neon Genesis Evangelion franchise.
2: I've never seen that. It's an anime. Is it on like Netflix or anything? Probably Should we watch that next.
4: Yes, the whole series. <laughs> we'll do a uh we'll
3: just do like a live old. a live stream marathon.
1: I love that they
4: remind you every single time she pops up <laughs> young Neil, young neil is me at like every zoom call i'm just sort of like looking at my phone while people talk oh my god Is that what 17-year-olds think old is? Ouch, Knives. Ouch. (laughs) Man. So many people in quarantine doing their hair right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the time to to like do those bold choices. And if it's a mistake, it doesn't matter. No one will see you.
3: Smashing the hairstylist yesterday.
4: Hmm. Go, ahead. Go ahead,
0: Ryan. I was just saying he's smashing pumpkins reference on his shirt
4: zero what is it oh i wasn't sure what that meant either yeah the shirts are great another show with uh with great
1: shirts that just came out solar opposites every single episode oh
2: god i saw a few of
4: those they are so good yep terry wears a different shirt in every episode and they're always good How old is young Neil? (laughs) Same age as the rest of them. But let's face it, he looks much younger. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part. I like one of the things on that was, uh, tell Pac-Man's story. (laughs) The wheel in his mind. It's another superhero. Another fun fact. Such a metric sounding
0: song. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, Metric does the the song on the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. What were we going to say?
1: Oh, I was going to say Emily Wong, who plays Knives Chow, was 25 when this movie came out.
4: Oh, shit. (laughs) It'd be fun to play any age. Oh, hell yeah. And we have Superman here too? Yeah, exactly. I think he's got the number three on his shirt. God damn. The shade. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. So what does that say
2: really? There's so much to unpack there.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely how all vegans see themselves. <laughs> it's pretty true. Okay, what's he learning now, Anthony? Um, That vegans are just better than everybody else? Yeah, there's that. But it's just an <laughs> extrapolation on, like, learning to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. My goodness Still wear the same shirt <laughs> Does the comic look like the little animations? Yeah, does anyone know? Yeah, yeah. Looks pretty much just like that, that's dope. <laughs> I and he. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Man, I need some pizza. It does sound really good. My roommate's boyfriend came over
1: with uh, Gino's East the other day. Have you tried them yet? Yep. Never had it. It's a uh, Chicago-style pizza in the valley.
4: Which one of you was <laughs> that? <laughs> <For laughs> I think basically... you can guess. Yeah, It's all... one
1: of the birds. <laughs> They also do, like, if you get, like, a medium or a large pizza, I forget what the deal is, but you also get, like, a 62-ounce growler. Oh, damn.
0: You get a fork and a knife and a bib and a shovel to eat it, (laughs) too. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, the slice (laughs) is the
1: shovel. And a
2: salad that's really just half a cabbage with a few olives and a couple tomatoes. (laughs) Hello,
1: every pizza place!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where is, uh, Gino's East...
1: It's close to Lake Balboa,
4: I think I'm gonna look it up,
0: like Sherman Oaks,
4: I think so. Geno's East, yeah, Sherman Oaks, Riverside Also, anytime <laughs> I hear somebody's vegan, it just makes me hungry for cheese. <laughs>
0: I like that he walked through like the a door. Bur-
1: There's nothing like eating a burger
4: in front of someone who's vegan. Hmm. Oh god, a burger. oh my god and thomas jane's in this too Mm -hmm. oh that actor All of us in quarantine. God, I wouldn't give her some volume. <laughs> well, they're saying that the, uh,
1: the first case of coronavirus in L.A. to be transmitted in the community was at a nail salon,
4: so stay away from salons. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I'm staying away from literally everything. <laughs> a lot of Coke Zero product placement in this (laughs) of course it's sort of a weird
0: product placement because he's not drinking it he's using it to ice himself which implies that you that's all you'd
4: use it for you know like a bag of peas versatility Ryan versatility (laughs) (laughs) bullshit (laughs) peaches and gravy (laughs) I also love that you hear in the background (laughs) going no (laughs) 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 pull up buddy I'm fairly certain that did happen in the comic. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) God, that was being a total ass. the day ones. Yeah, get your heteronormativity out of here, Scott. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Lesbians. Oh, that's such a great insult. Oh, yeah, I forgot if that the- she has that dope sledgehammer. If this is what Canada's like, like, I'm down to move. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is so brutal I mean, that's one way to do it. I think there was, like, a similar, I like,
2: fight scene. Like, it was a similar idea in, um... What was that movie? Romeo Must Die? Did you guys ever see that with Aaliyah? No.
3: no
0: wasn't and, that her um, last movie?
2: I think it was her only movie. She was... Oh, wait, uh, no. She was in Queen of the Damned. She was the Queen of the oh, Damned. Oh, that's right. That's right. She was the Queen of the Damned. So, yeah, I think it was her last one. But with her and Jet Li... Is it Jet Li? I think it was Jet Li. Um, yeah, they totally do, like, a dance fight together where he just sort of, like... He just sort of, like, throws her around and spins her in ways that she kicks people in the face somehow.
1: That sounds really cool. Let's do that movie next. I mean, it's Alias. That's, uh, that's technically music.
4: Technically, yeah. (laughs) Yep, there's definitely a spot on my body that does that to me.
1: But you'll never know where it is.
2: <laughs> DM if you guys want to find if you guys want to hear from Anthony where that spot is on his body.
0: Email Drew. <laughs>
1: Email Drew. <laughs> Email Drew. <laughs> Drew's the keeper of the secrets.
4: <laughs> you know where it is? It's right on that subscribe button, guys. So you guys hit that, you'll be good. Ooh, not the move, bro. Wow. Those are big words for someone with two X's at the same party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Helpful. The thing is, I... Like, if somebody had to fight all of my exes to be with
1: me, I feel like they would all just make, like, a giant club together and would just fuck off and leave me alone. (laughs)
2: the fighting would stop somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. and they'd find common ground
1: yep in fact i'm pretty sure that's what's
4: happening anyway (laughs) there's a club out there there's a podcast oh man i gotta use the restroom guys i will be right back but you're gonna you're going to miss the battle. I'll 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 make it quick. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think she changes her hair color every time he defeats an ex. Maybe.
1: Also, this cast is just
4: so star studded. Now we got Jason Schwartzman in here. Oh, Yeah. so this is such an interesting concept for a battle of the bands to have two artists go on at
1: once and fight each other I feel like it wouldn't work out that well
0: <laughs> it kind of already happens at music festivals when the stages are too close <laughs> together
4: oh yeah when the Sah- the Sahara tent bleeds over to the Gobi or whatever the worst the way that they integrate
1: all of these video game elements with the music is just so seamless
0: yeah pretty brilliant
1: I mean, you think about, like, all the direct video game adaptations that are terrible, and this one seems to nail everything that those ones get wrong. Like, we have all of these elements in service of a story and making it as fast and visual and visceral
4: as possible. Pedro, you missed all of that. Guess he's still not back. <laughs> what made you think he was back? Oh, I just saw his like little image in the Skype window. Oh. <laughs> Did he win? Uh, I think so. Welcome back. (laughs) You missed the whole thing. There were gorillas and dragons and... (laughs) And twins. There were twins. Yep. So, coming back to the whole... Like building on his skills thing with each um right
1: with each battle, <laughs> so on the one with uh her ex girlfriend, it was him learning teamwork, and on this one, it was learning to trust his musical ability, because he doesn't have confidence through a lot of this, and he's the one who seizes the reins in that one to make everyone confident
4: believing in himself mm-hmm. the power of self respect <laughs> 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 Swiggity swooty. Love that Rolling Stone song. Oh, God. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Was I this dumb when I was 22? We probably all were. You know, I gotta say, I don't feel much smarter now. (laughs) Also, talking about people who haven't aged in a decade, Anna Kendrick. Fair, yeah, she really hasn't. (laughs) Ha (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
2: <laughs> Wallace keeping it real.
1: Yep, me when I try to have a talk with my friends. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean it's probably just cause, you know, you suck.
4: <laughs> also, is that phone a rotary? It is. <laughs> He keeps getting the name of the band wrong, too. (laughs) It's like the...
1: He's just the epitome of a a, a, rep, a record label exec. He's
2: the, he's just the epitome of the worst.
4: Like what are the kids listening to on the TikToks?
0: <laughs> there is a a video for an, a sum 41 song uh Still Waiting mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you remember that one but um the beginning has like classic Regret label executive asshole. Oh, I remember like, that one. He's like, guys, numbers are out, you know? Who needs uh, Green Day 75?
1: <laughs> yeah, They changed their name to The Sums or something like that?
0: Yeah, which is really a, a funny artifact of that time, because I guess the idea is the strokes and the white stripes and the hives were big. And the killers. Like, the garage rock thing with the simple name was a trend. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that was them (laughs) fighting against that. I love that.
1: that. Sorry, go ahead. That was it. Oh, I just, I love that joke that that guy says when he first walks in, he's like their first album isn't as good as their first album.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's usually true. (laughs) Like with those bands that have like two or three albums before they actually blow up Mm -hmm. and then they decide not to release any of it.
4: There we go. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> that poor woman, Daddy Coke. <laughs> boss battle Also, I don't know how I feel about this place as a music venue. About this what? I don't know how I feel about this place as a music venue. Because they're like, this is supposed to be the opening of this theater, right? Well, I also feel like this place isn't really about the music. Corporatized art. He's so rich. I like how they all fall in uh, silhouettes of bodies, all the coins. (laughs) There we go. Look at that Tim Burton scarf. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, whoa. (laughs) Damn. These catchphrases... (laughs) He looks like Simba in The Lion King
1: (laughs) How dare you (laughs) you compare that icon to
2: When you find him in the desert He's he's like exactly in that pose (laughs) And I'm talking about the cartoon one Not the more recent one
4: There's another one.
1: The redone, the live, the quote-unquote live action. I refuse to acknowledge anything that Disney's done in the past few years. You didn't watch it? No. I think the last live action remake I watched was Beauty and the Beast, and man,
4: that was rough. (laughs) <laughs> Fight for yourself, Scott. <laughs> he insulted him to death love that so many of his problems can just be solved with hitting things i wish i could do that in real life yeah (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same size, (laughs) hair blade, cockiness, and style. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a Scott Pilgrim video game on Steam. Is it really? I think so. That'd be fun to play. I was wrong. It's on Xbox 360. You're such a liar. And that's what I was doing instead of paying attention. (laughs) There's a lot of... uh, Bad! Guys hitting girls in this movie.
1: I've been watching The Simpsons for the past half a year. I'm used to, like,
4: physical violence now. Lots of Mm. domestic abuse. Played off as comedy I don't know if it was Played
1: off as comedy <laughs> There's a lot of Homer choking Bart That is supposed to be For laughs
4: No I'm not talking about The Simpsons <laughs> Oh yeah And them dancing Oh yeah This is exactly like The video game Mm-hmm. Ninja Revolution Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha I once had a roommate who paid his part of the rent
1: in quarters.
4: Are you serious? Yes,
1: I'm serious. Did you throw them at him? No. I was too tired at that point to uh, do anything with his passive aggression.
0: I would... Oh, my God. (laughs) How did he deliver that to you?
4: It was like in a pile on the table. Oh, my God. What did you do to deserve that, How how much
0: was rent? $20? Oh,
1: it wasn't, like, the whole thing. It was, like, he paid, like, half of it, and then the rest of it was, like, tips or whatever, and a lot of it was quarters. And I had to take it to the bank to have
4: it counted. I'm like, I need you to tell me how many quarters there are here. Oh, my God. Dude. No. Did did this person have a car? Um. For uh, off and on, this person had a car. Mm. I was gonna say you should have just chucked the quarters at their car. <laughs> <laughs> this is everyone during quarantine. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is everyone
2: coming out of quarantine. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> uh, this is all fantasy there's no place you can go outdoors to get french toast right now
4: <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever said be good to someone
2: be good uh yes I think I have don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does that to even mean to be fair mean? it was like
2: it was like to a nephew <laughs> I guess that's good. <laughs> I would never say it to a peer because that just sounds condescending. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and it's usually the people who like their <laughs> their uh, all all the stupid shit they do like everyone's well aware of it. <laughs> and they'll tell you to be good. <laughs> I also don't like commands from people.
2: (laughs) Mostly just don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Stay healthy. You don't tell me what to do. (laughs) I'm going to go buy a pack of cigarettes right now,
0: (laughs) dick. Yeah. Or, hey, take care of yourself, buddy.
4: (laughs) The hell I will. My body, my rules. (laughs) Hurting myself to spite someone. (laughs) I'm exhausted with all the fights. I'm a child.
1: (laughs) This is highly illegal. What is the age of consent in Canada? Not asking for any particular reason, I'm just Mm -hmm. looking for
0: context. (laughs) It's a boot, uh, 16, 17.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I was really
0: lazy.
4: I mean, we, it had to happen eventually. Also, I've got nowhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know you just found out I cheated on you, but want to move in? God. There's so many T-rex songs that coulda worked here, yet so many so many good ones. I've only recently like gotten into T-rex in a big way And yet they never right. made a sequel. Brilliant <laughs> It's better that they didn't, it should stay this way.
0: And uh, the right. comic
2: books does it does it like continue past
1: any of this? Um I don't I don't remember. I think I read like as much as they covered in the movie, but they did leave out some really good stuff like they when he faces Lucas, like one of the things that they do is they go into like the uh the Canadian equivalent of Costco, and they have to make it to the other side without getting blinded by all the deals
0: <laughs> It's pretty good
1: yeah but yeah i I don't know, like I think that um as far as adapting something into a a adapting a comic book into a film medium, like this is pretty top tier,
2: yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, cause it's, it's a moving comic book. Really. They didn't have to like, they didn't change too much. Like stylistically, it's a video game and a comic book altogether. Like every sound effect has like a big old, you know, word that comes up with it, power, like whatever. Um, and just the amount
1: of detail. Yeah. And in every Edgar Wright uh, movie, there's just this incredible attention to detail. Like, I was noticing just, like, tiny sound effects that you wouldn't hear, like, when people react, like, at the end when Mm -hmm. Scott's, like, and Kim, and then she, like, kind of, like, crinkles her eyebrows a little bit, and you hear, like, the Mac error message. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, every time um, Gideon would, like, touch Ramona's hair, you hear, like, a little, it's almost like a feedback to sort of, like you into that chip that she's got in the back of her head.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that.
2: Yeah. I noticed that this time listening to it on headphones. It's like very, very, very subtle, but yeah, stuff like that is, it's brilliant. Um, and especially given that, I mean, there's no sound with a comic book. So to come up with all that and for it to be so musically driven mm-hmm. um, is a really cool angle.
1: I kind of want to talk about that just as kind of a closing thought. Like, how do you think this ranks among um, music films, like movies about musicians, or in having music as a uh, a big part of the experience?
4: I don't know. For me, it's up there, um, for sure. But, I mean,
2: it's 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 so different from it from most movies that use music. Like you think of, I always think of like, uh, like biopics and stuff where the music is heavily used, obviously. But in this case, the music was part of everything happening. Um, just as much as any of those movies, but like, but it was like so much more stylistic. I don't know. It's, it kind of, for me, it kind of stands alone. Like I don't, I don't really know any other movies like this um, to kind of compare it to.
1: Yeah. And to me, it is a movie musical, like you consider musicals as being like song and dance driven, but this one does the same sort of thing. Like it includes music diegetically. And there is that sort of suspension of disbelief and like heightened reality and fantasy, but it doesn't break you from the illusion. And I think that for at least for sensibilities around 2010 you're still like kind of mired and like kind of like i irony and cynicism like that really plays to that whole mindset that whole sensibility and i think it works really well uh what about you ryan what do you think about that
0: um yeah i uh it's interesting the way the the music worked in this you're right it was like so such a central part to it but not a lot of the music really uh, stuck with me, which is weird. Um, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the songs that the band played, like, you know, they were hooky, so they're stuck in my head. But I I guess I was so drawn in with the action and the sound effects that it all kind of sat in the back for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so um, I think if I put on the soundtrack and listen to it back, it would be uh, I'd enjoy it quite a bit and be reminded of it. But in the, in the film, like I can't recall a lot of it immediately. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I think it
1: does. Um, film critic, Lindsay Ellis, she talks about that in regard to, um, Michael Bay movies. And I might've brought this up on the pod before. I'm not sure, but basically one of the reasons why Michael Bay movies are like so spectacular looking and are just, Um, visual feast for the eyes, but you think back and you can't really remember them at all. It's because when everything is important, nothing is important. Like your brain can't retain individual pieces of information when it's bombarded by set piece after set piece. And I think with Edgar Wright movies in particular, everything is so masterful. Everything's deliberate. Like the editing is so brisk and tight. You've got great music, you've got great action and everything's just happening at once. So when you look back you're like, I can't remember any one particular thing, but it was all good.
0: Maybe mm. that's not yeah. a
1: direct analog to Michael Bay, but you know.
0: Yeah, I that's I mean point, I think though. they couldn't you, you can't make those songs that the band is playing too complex and too can't stand out that much, you know? That's probably mm-hmm. like a the balance they had to meet. They kind of probably knew that, but um Yeah. Yeah, I liked I actually liked all the little things in the background, like the Rolling Stones you called out, Pedro, in the car. Like yeah, lots yeah. of really good Yeah, like you said, every everything everything filled in, every moment it's important. Um So yeah, I was impressed. But in terms of where it ranks in relation to other music movies, it um it seems to kinda of stand on its own in some way. Mm-hmm.
2: Well the thing is too like there's a lot of music in this movie but it's not necessarily a m- musically driven movie you know what i mean yeah like it's not it's not really about the music as much um so that kind of yeah it, it it yeah it just stands alone it's it's on its own i i don't i wouldn't know where to put it with other movies honestly um ever like ever since i saw it and still to this day i wouldn't know where to put it
1: I think that goes for a lot of Edgar Wright's work, too. I think that most of his films are kind of one of a kind. There's not really anything else out there like Baby Driver or Shaun of the Dead or mm. or this. Like, I, I like the guy. I know that he's pretty divisive. Like, some people don't like his style. But I think that, you know, as far as auteur directors go in our time, like, he's up there. He's one of the last people where you can see the name above the poster and think, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to get something, like, interesting, and I kind of know that it's going to be unlike anything else.
3: Mm, absolutely. Yeah,
1: definitely. Who else is up there? Like, maybe Chris Nolan. Who else? Oh, man. Um,
2: oh, what's his name? Oh, shit. Why can't I think of it right now? The um, guy who directed Black Swan.
1: Oh, Aronofsky? There you go. Oh my god. I think I that, I uh, that Jordan Peele is coming up in a big way, too. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, he's... Hopefully... You're gonna walk, you're, you know you're going to walk away from that feeling really uncomfortable.
1: Yep.
0: I feel like he's almost developing his own kind of sonic palette, an oral kind of, or aural brand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, musical palette, so that's exciting to see.
1: Yeah, Definitely. and I just saw the trailer for Lovecraft Country that uh um god, what is the song that it integrates in there? Um
0: Land of a Thousand Dances. Did,
1: yeah, that is that what it was?
0: Yeah, the Wilson Pickett. Yeah, I think. Yes, yes, what? that.
1: And it does yeah. the same thing that like I got 5 on it um did in the trailer for uh um oh god. Oh, yeah. Why can us, I think for us? For us, yes. One, just kind two, of like three. Yeah, i'm hoping that's going to be good and i'm hoping that eventually we're going to come out of quarantine and we're going to get new content we're not going to run out of things to watch yeah next year woo woo <laughs> well anyway Toons and tumblers fam what should we watch next hit us up in our DMs, send us an email that email of course is tunes and tumblers pod at gmail.com let us know Make sure it's on Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu, though, so that most of us can tune in. Uh, a lot of us aren't dishing out big bucks for HBO Max at this point. <laughs> However, I do think I get that free with my current subscription. I don't know. A lot of plugs in this episode. Give Let us me get my... that login. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Used to be able to invite over your uh, your Tinder date and have them log in, and then you have it for a couple of months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then you just ghost them.
1: Well, what do you guys think? Any more lingering thoughts before we sign off?
4: Nope.
1: I still love this movie. Like, <laughs> it'll never
2: it'll never get old for me. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's same. The first time I saw it, I thought it was pretty good, but the more I watch it, the more I love it. It's definitely up there. One of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you all for listening to Toons and Tumblers. Toons and Tumblers is an Atwood magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps us a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend, who is name checked in this movie. And until next time, cheers.
3: Cheers. Cheers. cheers.